pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back out for hour number two of Sports Talk, and it's live in downtown Champaign. It's the battle of the paddle from Hickory Point Bank to benefit the United Way of Champaign County. Usually we're in front of Hickory Point Bank, but uh, this year we've moved over to Taylor Street while they do construction over there by the Virginia Theater, and uh, this is working out well. We've got several tables of table tennis going and the Kona ice truck is here and a polar bear is here from Coca-Cola and Monster Energy and the United Way of Champaign County. We're right in front of Visit Champaign County uh, and, and the weather is good. There's Evan. just so much going on in such a little space uh, of street here but all for a good cause. Looks like a lot of people are having fun. The weather, as always, don't want to talk about the weather, but you got to for an outdoor event, and it is indeed perfect for some outdoor table tennis. I would say there is some hustle and bustle. Uh-huh. And I would say this is a, a feel-good time. Chief of Police is here for good reasons, uh, and not because he's on to you. No, no. Uh, nobody's gotten out of control on the tables yet. Yeah. But we haven't we haven't even gotten to championship time though. So there's still there's still a chance. Yep. So, uh, thanks in the first hour we talked with Chester Frazier, we talked with Martin O'Donnell, Evan Clark, Brad Dancer, Gina Kempe, and Steve Talk from Hickory Point Bank. And uh, this hour we're scheduled to talk with Mike Poeta from Illini Wrestling. Jane DeLuce will visit uh, Sue Gray from United Way. But right now, we are pleased to be joined by Shauna Green from Illinois Women's Basketball, new head coach. Not a new head coach, just new to Illinois. Shauna, thanks for coming out. No, thank you guys for having me. This is a great event. Looks like a lot of people are having fun down here. Yeah, th- uh, you know what? This, I think, gives you a little slice of champagne, Urbana mm-hmm. life, to uh, a lot of business folks and uh, community organization folks here, and of course, the line of athletics folks are here. So, I think it's a great little window for you into to the life here. Yeah, no, and it's it kind of represents what I've already felt in my you know how many months I've been here is that that togetherness, that family feel, and and what I really have loved so far in my short time in Champaign is just the willingness for everyone to come together and help each other out. Yep. Um, well, hey, uh, you, are you settled in a little bit more in terms of home and, and, you know, your son off to school and all that stuff? Yeah, settled in, moved in, getting in a routine. Uh, my son has, you know, started school and, and playing baseball in the area. So, yeah, everything, it, it seems normal. So it's it's very, very refreshing, and it's been it's been a great start to the school year. Does he like basketball too? Yes, he does. He, <laughs> baseball is his first time playing uh, this year. Flag football he's played and basketball he's played. Yep. 
Well, that's important, they say, right? Don't specialize when you're young. Just just, just do sports. You know, and that's just what I told active. him. I, I told him that. And he, he originally said, I don't want to play baseball. I'm not any good. I went, it doesn't, it's not about you being good. It's about you playing and trying. You're, you're seven years old. You just turned eight. Like, <laughs> so I was really happy that he, he ventured out and, and tried baseball. But, yeah, I, I think kids need to play as much as they possibly can at, at a young age. Well, how's it going uh, in terms of – well, first of all, uh, if you could give us a reference point here, our, uh, you had an off – period right mm-hmm. in in august uh maybe some of the athletes went home yeah and and now your back school has started so what's happening right now for women's basketball yeah we had about two and a half weeks where where our players went home and, and kind of recharged and worked out and did their own thing um and now we're back first day of school was monday so this week in terms of basketball we're, we're just doing individual works with their position coach and kind of letting them get back into the swing of things and, and get into the routine academically and then next week we will start up with our, our team practices again we're still in an eight-hour week um, until late September but we'll we'll get rolling next week because I just told our, our team today in a team meeting we have our first scrimmage um, in in two months so that's going to be here a lot quicker than what we think <laughs> Uh, with being a new coach where do you find that balance or or how do you know where you you get between we've got a whole we've got new stuff to learn new team uh, new staff all of that and also I can't give them too much because how are they going to retain it all where where do you where do you find that line I think it's a great question because I in the summer I I thought we were very conscious of that and we went very slow and, and didn't put too much in offensively got our defense in got the core you know basic principles offensively and I like I told our team today it's go time now we're going to be putting a lot of stuff in offensively a lot of plays and you need to be ready to learn those so we can because I was I was very very slow uh, this summer with putting stuff in so it's time to go now <laughs> so uh, you envision a, a big playbook you run a lot, a lot of offensive sets you know first and, and foremost we want to build a it starts with our defense we want to be able to defend get clean rebounds so we can play fast if, when we are at our best we should be playing mostly in transition but obviously there's a time if we don't have anything in our transition we're going to get it out and at that point we want to play p- fast and free um, but we do. We have a we have a pretty extensive playbook, um, and just to get people in positions where they can be successful and, and where their strengths are. So, um, you know, within that, like I tell our players, it's just a blueprint. I don't. I want you to be players within the play, um, and don't be robotic. But yeah, it'll be it'll be quite extensive. What does fast mean? Maybe that sounds like a, a silly question. Does it mean getting to your spot does, in a certain way? Does it mean? Uh, uh, you know, into your offense at a certain point on the shot clock. Yeah. Does it mean just being ahead of the defense? What what does it mean? No, for us, playing fast in in our Phoenix transition means trying to score in six seconds or less in transition. If we don't have anything in our transition, like I said, then we're trying to be patient and get the best shot. So then we want to play, you know, we want to play disciplined and smart um, in that. But our, our fast, we... It is. It's we say six seconds or less in transition, um, if we have the ability to. Do you envision a scoring average that you need uh, a, a, a points per game? I just having watched enough games in the Big Ten and, mm-hmm. and seen where it goes. I think the more successful teams are usually in the mid to upper seventies. Is that accurate? Um, and, and, and do you have to say I got to get there, or is it more about I just need to score more than they do? You know, that's a it's a pretty good question, actually. We've never put a number on it. We've actually been more on the defensive-minded in, in our past teams of, 
you know, we've been a top 15 team in the, in the nation defensively the past six years. So um, if we can hold people to under their averages is where I put a lot of stock in. And then really our offense is going to stem from a lot of our defense and our rebounding. So, uh, you know, in this league, it's a higher scoring league. It's more of an offensive league. So our defense has to be even that much better. Um, and I think, yeah, you're going to have to score in the 70s for sure <laughs> and to be in position to win games. Mm-hmm. Shauna Green here with us. She's the Illini women's head basketball coach. We're uh, out here for the cause of the United Way at the Battle of the Paddle. Are you are you paddling? I am battling. I, I know. <laughs> I'm not paddling. Yeah, uh, is it part of your uh, pastime at all uh, when you have a moment? Or you know, this is not a, 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 a. We used to have a pool table at our house in uh, in Dayton. We have a shuffleboard table at our house now, and we had it in Dayton. Um, so this is not one of my uh, activities. I, I'm not a good ping pong uh, player, so I'm glad I'm not paddling. But Sue just told me I'm probably going to be doing it next year, so I, be, I better I better get <laughs> practicing. Still, yep. Warm up. At, at, well, there's one thing I know about coaches and slash former players is it doesn't matter. You will practice because we're competitive. You, yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if we come down here, if I come down here and play, I wanna I wanna win. So, <laughs> so you come in taking over a, a new team, but you brought in a, a lot of new players. Was that part of going to find players that fit the system that you wanted to bring in? Was it? Uh, I, I know that. You're just kind of dealing with this new transfer mm-hmm. world, and, and players just make different decisions yeah. in, in the past. So was that your goal when, when you came in, or, or did you have an idea that you were going to bring in so many new faces this year? You know, with the transfer portal now and, and when a coach, uh, you know, a coaching change, usually people are already in the portal, which happened in my situation. So, uh, you know, we kept five from last year's team, and those five, you know, I absolutely, I've been so impressed with them. I love them. They're great kids, good basketball players, and they're going to continue to get better. Um, and then with our transfers, you know, we brought two players from Dayton when they went into the portal. Uh, we brought them along, so obviously we knew that they fit our, our system. A couple of the players that we uh, brought in were kids we had recruited before when we were at Dayton and had gone on to some other schools and then transferred. So we know their game uh, pretty thoroughly. And then other, you know, some of the other kids, it was just more about, yeah, we thought they could fit how we play and, and, and help us, you know, here and, and do what we want to do. So it's just it's a learning process, too, with this whole new transfer portal. It's going to be. It's going to be the name of the game, you know, every year. Re-recruit your own players and, and see what's out in the portal. Shauna Green here with us for just a, a few more minutes here on Sports Talk. We're in, uh, out here helping uh, the Battle of the Paddle. How much have you gotten to know the United Way here in, in Champaign? You know, I uh, had a great conversation with Sue, and she had asked to come in and, and have a meeting, and, and obviously, you know, I welcome that. And, and she's just, she seems like an unbelievable person, and, uh, excited to, to do anything I can to help United Way and, and to help the community as well as our team. So it's just it's an important thing for me to do um, and, and to get out and, and do anything I can, again, to help the community and also to have our players present in the community. Um, they enjoy it. it. It helps them, and it's going to, more importantly, help other people. So I, I you should expect to see myself and our team a lot out in the community and doing whatever we can do uh, to, to help out. Um, between now and, and I know, this, by the way, the schedule is out. Uh, mm-hmm. The non-conference uh, portion of the schedule is out. And whenever the Big Ten releases the, the rest of the Big Ten schedule, we'll, we'll learn all that. But um, between now and you mentioned the scrimmage, but November when you actually start play, do you, do you map that out? Is this do, is your next two months or where are we at? Three months? Is it all mapped out or do you kind of 
take it more week by week uh, because there's a whole process yeah. here you got to go through. Yeah, definitely. And you know, overall, big picture, I know what I know what that looks like. But then we do. I, I'm very day to day. Um, how can we get better today? So, and that's that that changes, right? I can put out this whole master plan, but we know that. It doesn't work according to that. There's going to be maybe we get something really quickly one day. Maybe we are, we're struggling, um, you know, understanding a concept. So we're going to have to spend more time on that. I know one thing, we're never going to skip something and try to get ahead and put more in just for the sake of putting more in. I'm way more a quality over quantity person. So we will go as slow as we need to to be as good as we need to in, in that area in order before we move on and, and take that next step. So uh, how much, as far as the schedule goes, how much input do you have in that and looking at it? You know, was the non-conference kind of by design maybe as you are getting your feet wet here at Illinois? Yeah, and, and some of it was already done uh, prior to us getting the mm-hmm. job. But then some of the remainder games, yeah, we, we obviously every year you're going to tailor your non-conference to, you know, kind of where you're at with your team and, and in your program. And obviously – you know, as a brand-new team, brand-new staff, our, our non-conference schedule reflects that. Uh, hopefully every year we get better and we can have a tougher non-conference schedule. So uh, that's what I'm used to, but you also got to go and say, okay, what makes sense, what fits this team, and what do we need to get out of this non-conference? Right now we need to start, you know, we need to get confidence. We need to get a feel for each other. We need to hopefully win some games. Again, that equals confidence going into the Big Ten. And then there's some really good challenges within that as well. So uh, you got to have a, a fine mixture, and, again, each year that will look different. With the men's game, we tend to see that uh, conferences, teams within the conference, kind of have a, a similar style of play. Mm-hmm. As you come to the Big Ten for, for women's basketball, is it similar? Are you adjusting your style at all to play in the Big Ten, or, or are they going to have to adapt to what you're bringing? You know, I, again, we're, we're – I played, I'm familiar, you know, with the Big Ten. We've played Big Ten teams when I was at Dayton. I was an assistant coach of the Big Ten, so I have that understanding. But I still think it'll take time. And, you know, like I knew the A-10 when I was at Dayton. I knew the ins and outs of every single team, every single player. You know how to stop them. You know everything. Um, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a learning curve. But I also, we are who we are. And, and we're not going to change, you know. I think the Big Ten, like I said earlier, it's more of an offensive league. So, we hang our hat on our defense and our rebounding, and, and that's always been there and put us in a position to win basketball games. So we're not going to go away from that. But, yeah, you do have to put the, the ball through the basket, So and especially in this league. Um, so we are who we are. We're not going to change. But I think there's also some learning curve in that, and we'll see and, and make adjustments as we go. Before I let you go, even keeping an eye on the WNBA playoffs, do you, do you just kind of – take notice of it do you sit down and take in those games you know I try to but unfortunately it's there's not I've been so busy I don't have much my TV's not turned on that much by the time I I get home that's probably a good thing yeah but I do try to try to watch especially now playoffs are here um get you know watch those games learn I'm always trying to learn take new stuff in is there a play here or there what are what are you know WNBA teams doing, NBA teams doing. Um, I'm always trying to learn, so trying to catch it whenever I can. Yeah, well, and then of course Sue Bird is having a, a glorious farewell tour here yes. as well. Yes, <laughs> yeah, she's 
that's someone you just want to keep playing forever, and you think that she can. But uh, I'm glad she's going out on the right note and been playing unbelievable, the, you know, in this home stretch. And hopefully they can go as far as they possibly can. Some of them are talking about is she the greatest athlete in Seattle history? Hmm. Just the cities. I mean, you're talking about a, yeah. I mean, yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> to start with it, uh, comes to mind, uh, yeah. let alone a lot of others. So I know. I mean, that's, that's a pretty. Kind of that's an awesome bold statement that yeah. I that I like that she's even in that talk. Yeah. Well, hey, Shawna, it's great to see you here. Uh, thanks for coming out. Hopefully uh, this this great atmosphere continues, and hopefully we'll have another one like this again next year. We're yeah, in downtown definitely. Champaign, Taylor Street, benefiting the United Way of Champaign County, Battle of the Paddle. And, yeah, let's get you playing next year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. I'll start working on it. But thanks for having me, guys. Really yeah. appreciate it. Yep, thank you. Thanks, and uh, we'll be talking soon. Yep, talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay. That is Shauna Green, head coach for Illinois women's basketball. We've got more here from the Battle of the Paddle. I believe Mike Poeta will be joining us shortly. Stay with us. That might be a an interesting recruit. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah, well, we can, can, he's going to announce this Sunday, mm -hmm. by the way. We are joined by Mike Poeta here on Sports Talk. He is a wrestling coach for Illinois, uh, now starting his second season as head coach and is here for battle of the paddle now you need to use you need to use a paddle you can't just you know just put somebody into a, yeah <laughs> well, into a, I, mean, I was so going to throw a wrestling term but all i could think of was a half nelson and that's probably so old and i'm <laughs> no, guessing nobody does still, that anymore. no no it still works that's like fundamentals will be there forever the half okay. nelson that's okay. I, i'm impressed with the, your knowledge yeah. that you threw out no, this battle i just gave you all of my knowledge <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i'm excited for this uh, yeah, it's. I feel like uh, since I'm going against potentially either the men's tennis coach or the women's tennis no. co coach, so I mean maybe we should have like a sumo competition uh -huh. added because I feel like they're, they're, this is a little bit of their world. But I'll tell you what, nothing will be given, and I'm going out there to win. The bragging rights of winning on their floor. I mean, nothing will beat that. Could, so. Yes, that that would be epic and big time right there. Um, I imagine your social media would reflect such if you won. And uh, oh, it, it, are you kidding me? Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like like we would go right and buy champagne, and we would start uh, start spraying it. Also, Brad, also Brad Dancer uh, said you're going to get in a fight with somebody. That's right. Yeah. Well, that here, that's one thing about being a wrestler is that you're always volunteered for fights. Like yes. you don't ever want to fight. Like I don't. I wouldn't ever want to fight anybody. But as the wrestler, someone will talk trash, and then okay, go handle it for me. <laughs> okay, so. but do you feel like you can walk into certain situations with some confidence? Um, should should the need arise? It's, it's God like, forbid. It's like false confidence. I think I can I can act and come across like I'm still good and strong, but it is like I, all I, lost. I have somebody it's in my there. life who just is a, 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 a proponent, an advocate for self-defense. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is do you feel like if something happened and I got in trouble, I feel like... I, I, think, I think I got you in, in those situations. Self-defense. If it's going out there and actually wrestling and trying to do something, I have like zero chance. Being no, volunteered. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'll, have a, I'll have a heart attack in 20 <laughs> seconds now. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think I have a little bit more vulnerability in certain situations than you might. Okay, I, I can see that, but looking you up and down, I, you're, you got it, you're good. Don't be so hard, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> I was pinned in seven seconds in seventh grade in gym class. Well, but you're part of a record, which is yeah, you got to be proud of. But he lied about his weight class, I can tell you that. <laughs> there was no way that he was as light as he claimed he was, and I think he just wanted to bully me. But anyway... 
Thanks for bringing up those memories. Mike Poeta, wrestling coach for Illinois. We were really uh, tickled to have you here. Uh, first of all, how much did Sue Gray wrestle you to come out to the Battle of the Paddle? No, well, Sue didn't have to wrestle me very hard. Um, I, this is something that I, that I wanted to do, and I think the United Way is an amazing foundation. And Sue and I were talking about the Challenger event uh, maybe three a month ago, about a, about a month oh, ago. Oh, Sue's here. What, what, what a coincidence. Hi. What a coincidence. Hi. So, so, uh, so she just politely asked, and you're like, okay. Absolutely. Okay. I'm, al I'm always willing to help for a cause like this. And your team, you're, you're one of the team captains. Mm -hmm. uh, how are they faring today, and, and what did you do to inspire them? So I, so I have been really, really paying attention close to my team. Sue, how are they doing? <laughs> we well, Coach, all I'm saying is that Team Gray is on the top. Okay, congratulations. And somewhere Team Paletta is well, in one Sue, of the other spots. Well, Sue, we're entering the playoffs. We're all 0-0 zero zero now. Yeah, so it's, it's a whole So we don't need to brag game. about the uh, regular season. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Do we have a bracket yeah. now? Or is there, how is this playoff structured, Sue? So based on... How many points each team earned during so the other seven players on our teams? Um, then Salvo is going to work his magic and pair up myself and Coach Poeta, and Coach Dancer, and Coach Clark um, to play the final matches. This kind of sounds like how Ohio State still got to play a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, sounds, yeah. Something fishy is going on, but I will. I oh, good, good reference, good analogy. Yeah, yeah, like 5-0 go. and all got into the Big yeah, Ten Championship yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Changing uh -huh. the rules last second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, if I have to play Coach but Dancer, he's going to have to play with his left hand or something. <laughs> uh, he finally good revealed freak. that if you are good at tennis, you're probably good at ta table tennis. Now, are you being – hey, we're on the radio here. They're trying to get you over there, but we're doing <laughs> something here. Mike, if you, if you – uh, how's – what's on the docket here for you – and, and the wrestling program, what's what's where are you in the calendar right now? Uh, uh, Preseason. Pre yep. The regular season starts in November. It's the same as the basketball season, November to March. Our first competition is November 5th at Michigan State. We have we have the, the right guys right now. We've had talented guys, but overall, our entire team, all 35 of them, they're they're the right people, and I have really high expectations for this season. What, uh, as you look back to last year, and I know it didn't go the way you wanted last year, uh, what was your priority and is your priority right now from the end of last year to the first match? To be honest, my priority was time. And I'm going to make a little bit of an excuse right now. We were an extremely young team. There's 10, 10 starters, and seven of them were freshmen and sophomores. And that's, that's really young. This sixth year, giving these guys an extra year, like these upperclassmen, we kind of had to stay on the younger, the, the younger age for an, a, another season. A lot of those guys graduated. Now we're starting to get a little bit older, more experienced. So I think time was the biggest thing for for us. You know what? I do not think – I'm just going to say this because I, 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 I don't like it when coaches – it's not an excuse. It's reality. And, mm -hmm. and coaches always feel like, I can't make an excuse. I, I'm just telling you I appreciate it when coaches are real and say, well, this is part of our reality. Of course you're not trying to it's just what it is and that makes sense because we were talking to brad and evan about how freshmen in tennis can can make an impact right away i'm not saying freshman wrestlers can't but guys tend to get bigger and stronger as they get older right? absolutely yeah and, and so i imagine 
that maybe the older, stronger, more experienced guys were feeding a little bit on the younger guys? That, absolutely. That was it. And now these six-year guys you're talking, they're like 24, 25, 26 years old, and they're going against some of our freshmen that are 18 years old. So it's like you, anybody could say, all right, this impacted everybody the exact same. Everybody was able to bring guys back for a six-year, but w we didn't have anyone to even bring back. How much of the development of a wrestler is in the mind and understanding how to compete against an opponent? Wrestling always fascinates me because it's just you and your body against somebody else and his body. And there's no schemes, there's no teammates, there's no, it's just you on him, right? So how much does that have to grow? I don't know if I'm even underestimating this, but I would say 90% is, is mental. At our level, everybody knows how to wrestle. They have the moves down. And they've learned the half Nelson. They've learned the half Nelson. <laughs> well, I might have to pay you and bring you in for a clinic. Yeah. I'm saying that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. But, uh, but uh, yeah. So, but no, they have the ABCs learned. The, yes. So it, it, it's it's between their ears. Of they they deal with so many so much performance anxiety, and it's it's just ex accepting that and how to handle that and uh, the the. Your mind is, it's, it's a muscle. It's like, it's skills anybody can learn, and they, you can learn how to, and develop how to get mentally tougher and mentally stronger, and that's, that's what it is in wrestling. It's the guys who are usually the mentally toughest. So you guys switched over to the State Farm Center last year. How was that? It was really big for us because I want to be the best team in the country, and we need to put out the product that resembles that. And being at Huff Hall just wasn't adequate enough comparable to the other teams across the country that the ones that are doing the best and the ones we're trying to catch. So going to the State Farm Center just gave our, bro our program an added level of professionalism. And you can do things like get highlight tapes going on the Jumbotron, turn the lights off, spotlight, stuff like that. So you can do a lot more for the fan experience also. Yeah, you see that with a lot of other Big Ten teams like you pointed out. So, so it, it want to have Illinois kind of match that brought Isaiah Martinez back onto the staff what's that been like I, I mean it's I, I need to continue to pinch myself I, I don't understand the staff that came in that came into place for us we have the best coaching staff in the country and is that that's not me up here just subjectively saying oh my guys are the best we have the most NCAA titles most Big Ten titles most NCAA finals appearances of wow. any coaching staff including number one Penn State number two Iowa um, so we put the uh, I think so many pieces are in place now that I, I really think things are going to start to like to take off there's a large trophy over on this middle table and and Sue Gray is I think ready to wrestle you for it oh. or maybe just do a, 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 a ping pong you know so do you have any before you go out there do you have any last uh things you want to communicate to Sue here kind of like a, <laughs> well, a smackdown well, I mean, I what do you call I the thing ahead of the thing cuz you I know you follow well Let's I see. follow the fake stuff I know that's I don't want to offend him I know I know yeah. But I mean, I think it. I think it boils down to we talked about what what makes a good wrestler, and I think ping pong. It's ninety percent mental, and I'm just mentally stronger than her. So, <laughs> um, hey, counter, Sue so, coach. Yeah. Well, did I tell you that my degree is in recreation, and so that little warm up we had earlier, I was just messing with you. You were just recreating at the time. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's on like Donkey Kong. Let's go. Can't, can't wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sue Gray and Mike Poeta are about to throw down thank here at the Battle thanks, of the Battle. You heard it here first. Uh, thank you, guys. Congratulations. Thank you. And, thanks, uh, Sue. Sue, oh, wait. Jump. Before you go, Sue, do we, got any, what, do we have any numbers we need to know about? 
we'll get, you, we'll, we'll get the numbers. We'll get the numbers to know. Salvo had said we started out with 30,000 So when this event started. So thank you. Battle of the Paddle. Help contribute. And uh, come on out and watch some good stuff here as well. It's, it's getting busier. I still think that there's more people showing up. I am seeing faces I didn't see before. Yeah. So that is a good thing. So you still got time. All right. Uh, Battle of the Paddle continues. UnitedWayChampagne.org slash battle is the place to go to donate. And uh, also, you can uh, if you get in on that, they're going to make a drawing uh, for some tickets. I think there's Cardinals tickets up for grabs. I think there's White Sox tickets up for grabs. Mm -hmm. So we'll come back. We'll visit with Jane Deleuze from Visit Champaign County in just a moment. You've got Sports Talk. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. That'll be just down the road. Isaiah Williams and Sidney Brown will be featured guests along, of course, with the head coach, Brett Bielma, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Brian Barnhart there hosting. And, of course, uh, Ed Bond will be engineering as well. We are here at the Battle of the Paddle, downtown Champaign, right in front of Visit Champaign County. And what do you know? Jane Deleuze, CEO of Visit Champaign County, is just moseying on out of the office to join us. Great to see you. Thank you. I, we're realizing that this is a really good location to do this because you have people randomly walking by like, what are, why are there ping pong <laughs> tables in the middle of Taylor Street? Yep. But, and, uh, well, and there's also a few establishments around here that yes. may just bring people out. So, we love it. Uh, it's been know, fun. Put that in the notes for, for next year. Thank you for um, essentially allowing us to be we love it. This space has become program with Toast to Taylor doing once a month when they're doing the street fest here, the whatever Saturday of the month. And when you have stage and you have art vendors here, what a great way to make a block party. Mm-hmm. This is really feel has that feel of a block party. So we love it. We're, yep. we're happy to program it more. I know uh, through the years you've been involved with United Way of Champaign County. So I know this is probably meaningful for you, too, to have this battle of the paddle here. I know, I know as you as a, a tennis aficionado, too. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to keep you from watching this epic battle going on between Brad Dancer and Mike Poeta. This is quite the you know, rally going. There's an assumption that as a tennis player that you're a good table tennis player. Oh. And it's, it's a lot smaller court. Mm-hmm. And it's a very different feel, and there's a lot more of a, a wrist flick than Can't there is in our. It. No, Mm-mm. so it's it's definitely interesting. While tennis players may have a little advantage, I'm not sure that they have a total advantage with it. So, I'm sure coach is hold, holding his own. Sometimes in tennis, it's just keep sending it back until the other one doesn't, and then you. There right? are times with that. Yes, you kind of you can really annoy people if you just keep hitting it back to the same place, and then they get annoyed, and then try to hit a winner, and you hope that they hit it out or down the alley, mm-hmm. or long, whatever it is. Have so. you joined the pickleball craze? You know, oh. a little bit. It, it, so as a tennis player, you have pickleball courts that are taking over the tennis court. So it's a little frustrating. So I'm very thrilled that my dear husband, Joe Deleuze, head of the Park District, is building a pickleball complex literally at Seaman Field right behind their operations building. So we're thrilled because then the pickleball players have a place to go and leave our tennis courts alone. But to that question, I have played. It's fun to play. It's a very social sport and um, definitely one that anybody can kind of pick up pretty quickly. And we have a lot of fun with it, too. I saw some gal on TV. She's like 12 years old. Um, she's like one of the greatest pickleball players or something. I may be getting the age wrong, but she's pretty young. Uh, it was right around that, you know, early teens. 
I love kind of it. Yeah, but it, it started as sort of associated as a seniors game. Yes. But it's become yeah. all ages. My 24-year-old daughter plays in a pickleball league up in Wheaton. Mm. So, yeah, it's happening. It's sweeping the nation. And what's fun about it is that it doesn't take a, require a lot of space. You can play it on gym floors. You can play it on tennis courts. You can play it on basketball courts if you line them right. So you, you can play it in a lot of places. So it's fun. Hey, United Way of Champaign County, yes. um, what, what have you seen it be able to do um, through the years? Oh, incredible impact on the community. And what I think is best about United Way is it's the coordinated effort. So if you donate to United Way, you know that the money that is being raised is going to go to the organizations that really, really need it. Not that other organizations don't need it, but they certify the people that do. So if I'm giving money, I want to be able to say, I trust that they, these, this organization will be good steward of those funds. And United Way does a tremendous job with their community impact fund in doing that. So it's wonderful. I had the opportunity to co-chair it with my father, Jim Turpin, a couple years ago. Three, it's probably been four years ago. And we had so much fun. Uh, co-chairing their, the United Way campaign together. So that was a really awesome year. I, we were we did celebrity uh, scooping at Jarling's. Oh. We, <laughs> I can't even remember all the things that we did, but it was it was a lot of fun and meaningful to be co-chairs with my dad. Yeah, and I know you just personally, you and Sue Gray go back. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we are proud recreation, sport, and tourism majors uh, at the University of Illinois Good. and living the dream. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> it's It's amazing that we are both in this community she stayed here i went away and then came back but the fact that we're both here and loving what we both do we're fortunate uh, we were talking uh to brad dancer and evan clark as as tennis coaches and i know you follow tennis programs but evan is going into his sixth season and brad dancer um has you know been here a long time long time yeah but coaches yeah like to stay here yeah um you know even i mean even lou henson you know, with his exit, like yeah, I'm still here in Champagne, yeah. and he's not the only one that has kind of just hung out uh, through the years. Uh, they raised course, their itch. families here. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, think you know, they, yeah. St- stayed here from baseball, and I just think it kind of points to quality of life in Champagne Urbana. You know, I think that's a very, very good point. I think people forget that coaches, while they're there to win games, win matches, whatever their sport might be, are also there most often to raise a family. And to have those family in the schools and to have people be so supportive of their sport and the community itself, um, it is a great place. And, you, and Justin Spring is a perfect example that, yes, he was here. He didn't want to leave here, but he knew the opportunity, maybe potentially the future of gymnastics as a sport and, and for men anyway. And so he went, but it was a hard decision because he really, really enjoyed raising his family here. Well, that's why I'm excited. As we talked today in this lineup of two new coaches to town in Shauna Green and um, and, and Jeannie, Gina Kempe. You know, I'm just curious to see you know where life has them in 10, 20 years. You don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they're, they're still here. Yeah, uh, not just because they want to win, but because of they want to be here. Oh, so. absolutely. Um, I just heard a number that was shouted out. Uh, somewhere around $45,000 has been raised. That's phenomenal. Of the paddle. I may have misheard that, so uh, don't take it as for sure, but I think I heard that number. So um, 
uh, this has just been a great thing, and, and thank you so much for allowing us to be out here and being part of it. Absolutely. And this space. It's, it's great to be here. It's great. And honestly, this is a lot more fun than going to another sit-down dinner. I'll take this kind of fundraiser for a good cause anytime. Even if the chicken is just okay? Uh, you know, we've had a fair amount, and we have wonderful facilities here that serve awesome chicken dinners. But <laughs> I love the fact that we can be out here um, being active and do it for fun, and people are loving it. So, And I won my match. I yeah. just want to point out that I won mine. As one would expect. <laughs> Thank you, Jane. Thank you. Jane DeLuce, visit Champaign County, and I think we have crowned a winner. We will reveal it when we come back at the Battle of the Paddle on Sports Talk. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. We are into the final stretch here of the Battle of the Paddle. Actually, the battling is, is done. There is a winner in a shocking turn of events. Ladies and gentlemen, your Battle of the Paddle winner is Brad Dancer, who happens to be the men's tennis coach of Illinois and he he joins us now once again uh, for a post-match interview Brad <laughs> what was key to your success today it was it was team effort it was team effort you know you had Rouse and North and Jason and be nice and and the guys just carried us all the way through I really had very little to do with it um, but at the end there weren't you in the final match well if you notice be nice was the one that finished off Poeta just as I predicted earlier in uh -huh. the wrestling match and he's so, still got yeah. mulch in his forehead <laughs> yes yes uh, okay, so uh, what was your strategy going in? Well, again, it was a lot of communication, a lot of talking. That was one of our goals going into today is, is, is to make sure we had the communication going. And then we were trying to avoid Sue. So we, 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 did, we accomplished both things, a lot of communication, avoid the number one seed who is the actual winner today raising the most money. That's so. right. Uh -huh. Sue Gray, United Way, you raised the most money. So congratulations. What, what was key to victory? Well, for the on the fundraising side, you know, I met people in dark alleys, and I, I said, hey, guys, we got this ping pong thing going on, and I really need your support. And But, you know, true to Champaign County, they always come through, and when you ask for a little help, people show up just like they did today. When you ask, you know, the men's varsity tennis coach to come play ping pong, and they say yes, it's that sort of thing that just makes this place so special mm -hmm. and why we love doing this kind of thing and getting the community involved. Um, it's just, it's so cool to live here. Spoken like a true coach, Brad. When you win, credit the players, in this case, those who have contributed. You know, so the, the credit always goes to the players when you win, and the uh, well, I don't know what who, who you credit with the losses. But. <laughs> Me. <That's> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, been, there's really been a great, and, and we heard forty-five thousand dollars, Sue. Yep, just a little bit over forty-five thousand dollars, the most we've ever done at Battle of the Paddle, and I have to give all my team captains um, a big shout out, uh, Coach Clark, Coach Dancer, and Coach Poeta all rallied found great people to come play and be a part of the team and they were also some of those people like we talked just i mentioned in the community that said yeah we can help and made some nice donations and we're going to put this towards programs that support our youngest community members as they get ready love that uh, for school love and that. you know it, i can't emphasize enough how important this is it shapes their whole future by how they get started and so let's get them off to a great start. And today was a great way to start. I, I know there's a lot of stats that will tell you if you get them off to a good start with reading and math and all those other things. But 
before third grade, that's a great predictor of success in the future. So. Oh, it determines if they graduate from high school. Yep. If they're ready by third grade, you know, you get to third grade and you're you're learning to read and you get to fourth grade and you're reading to learn. You know, I mean, obviously you're doing that prior to that, but it gets kind of intense after fourth grade. And, you know, you want to have a foundation to build on. And that's what this is all about. Thank you so much to Dan Marker and Steve Talk from Hickory Point Bank. I know we couldn't be in front of their facility this this year, but this this worked out great, and they still were happy to have their name be a part of this uh, event, this Paddle of the Paddle. So we really appreciate all their efforts. All right, the music in our ears means we're about done. Final question, Brad Dancer, where's this piece of hardware going? <laughs> oh, straight in the office. we got a couple of Big Ten trophies. We'll put this right next to it. Push those, those, those aside. Yeah, push yeah. those aside. Put this as the center. <laughs> right right there. in the middle. Hey, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. And Glad you guys could be here. Oh, yeah. We, we, we loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. Congratulations. Fun, but more importantly, Thanks. it was impactful. So we Thanks. appreciate that. Okay. Uh, we're back in studio tomorrow. Coach Q will talk some Big Ten football with us. We will also have some of the Illini guys in, in Mike Cagley and Larry Smith. So that is all tomorrow. For Steve Talk, Chester Frazier, Martin O'Donnell, Evan Clark, Brad Dancer, Gina Kempe, Shauna Green, Mike Poeta, Jane Deleuze, Sue Gray, Evan Kahn, Ed Bond, I'm Scott Beatty. This Got is all. Sports Talk. Brett Bielma Show coming up at 7 o'clock on Newstalk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Good night. <laughs>